Yeah, it's speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, August 23rd, 2021. On today's episode, we got, well, looks like we got a big election coming up and we got, how was my weekend? I hope you're good. And I got a little jalapeno and oh, it's the intro where I go to the Drake with my crew and you know we put a 20 in the VLT, lose it all and then go hit 118, get the stack back, get the cash back. Slang a rock and you know I'ma have that. Okay, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition. The Monday for Monday, August 23rd, 24. Alright, Skyline. How are you on today's episode? How are you? Uh, on today's episode, we're gonna do a little bit of news stuff. We're gonna talk about the election and then we're gonna talk about um I don't even know what. Uh, groceries or something like that. <laughs> okay, so let's start off the show with a little bit of uh, we got a little bit of. How was my weekend? Uh, how was your weekend? Did you go out and about? Did you go? Did you get all liquored up on Friday and then sleep until noon on Saturday and then go for a nice hangover breakfast? And then, uh, and then just kind of watch TV until like 3.30. And then you're like, well, fuck, what are we going to do for supper? It's like, I don't know. We didn't really go grocery shopping. It's like, should we order a pizza? I think, I think we should order a pizza. And then, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then did you just proceed to get all fucked up on Saturday and then uh, roll that into Sunday? No, that's not what I did. I, um, it's actually absolutely not what I did. I, uh, I had a really good weekend because stand-up comedy is pretty much back right now. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. I had two shows for the first time in a long time on, for, on Friday night. So the corner comedy club is back open up again. And, uh, as some of you know, in a week before the pandemic started, Oh, never. This podcast is about to get juicy. A week before the pandemic started, I signed with yuck yucks, which has an exclusivity, uh, con- um, part of their contract. Meaning that if you are a signed comic with yuck yucks, you're not allowed to work their competing clubs, namely Absolute Comedy and the Corner Comedy Club in Toronto, and then any other sort of any other sort of place that says we are a comedy club. Like so, uh, places like Comedy Bar and places like Little Bar Gigs, uh, you know, they're okay with that because uh, uh, apparently that that doesn't pose a threat to their business model, but. Uh, you know, us working at competing clubs is a problem. And, um, you know, there's a part of me that, uh, I guess I can see, you know, where that, where that comes from. You know, you, if you are selling a product, you know, um, and, uh, and, and, and you don't want that product to be sold by, uh, anybody else, I guess I get, I, I mean, I understand that you wouldn't want, you know, if people are there to see, People are there to see Drew, and they're and they're um, and then they can go down the street and get him get him for the same price or at a different place. Like I understand, I guess. Uh, and definitely back in the day, you know, um, it was a way, you know, because Yucks was always the first stand up. It was the first stand up comedy club. So when other clubs started emerging in in the country, um, you know, they had to. Uh, it's a it's a business uh, model, you know, or I, I mean, a business move. If if there's a if you were the only person, uh, you know, uh, selling fucking tomatoes, 
<laughs> this analogy is not gonna make sense. If you <laughs> if you were let's see, if you were selling to, fuck it, if you were selling tomatoes and then uh, tomato sauce. Okay, here's a good one. And you had the farm, and then another guy opened up a tomato sauce plant. Well, you wouldn't sell him any of your tomatoes, right? Say you sold tomato sauce and you grew the tomatoes. And another guy opens up a tomato sauce factory plant. Uh, you you would say, fuck you. Grow your own fucking tomatoes. And you can't get none of mine. and Because these are my tomatoes and my tomato sauce. And I fucking grew these tomatoes, so fuck you. <laughs> so, um, long story short is uh, a week before the pandemic, obviously I signed with Yuck Yucks. It took me 12 years to sign with them too. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? The world's going to fucking end? <laughs> and then a week after the world ended. So I signed with Yuck Yucks and um, in March of 2020. And then, yeah, March 13th, all the shit pops off. And it was a six-month contract. It's like an interim. It's a it's your kind of like your probationary contract. And, yeah, so I signed with them. And then six months into the pandemic, I think I had worked a couple of shows, definitely. There was like some, you know, some drive-in shows. And there was like a couple other Yucks gigs that I was doing. And, um, and it was all right. And then the pandemic really fucking ramped up. And then the, And then it was like... I don't know, the organization kind of just like, it was kind of like gone, you know, like there wasn't really any, any resemblance of Yuck Yucks gigs or anything, but there wasn't any, any comedy, right? So then whatever, and I'm not hearing anything from any of my agents or whatever. And Kira is the one who brought me in um, because I'm friends with her and Jeff. And uh, she was really, really the one who brought me in. And I was going there for her because I love her and the way that she works and all that stuff. But then Kira left Yuck Yucks and uh, because apparently she was like, what the fuck's going on? Blah, blah, blah. What are we doing? What, what's going on? And she was kind of getting the whole hum from them. And then so she said, fuck you. I'm on my own. So she left to go do her own thing uh, and start the Williams Hirsch agency with this guy, Jake Hirsch. Um, and so she has a roster going now. And I still haven't heard anything from Yuck Yucks, like as emails, like, hey, as you know, like Kira's gone, here's what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And just kind of like, you know, it was kind of just like up in the air. I don't know what's going on. And my contract had expired in September of 2020, um, you know, technically, legally. And uh, and yeah, so that was kind of it. And I was like, well, I guess I'll still be on the Yucks roster. Like <clears throat> nobody said otherwise, but nobody said anything to me. Like I'm really like I haven't heard fuck all from anything. So, Joe opens up a new version of the Corner Comedy Club in Toronto, which has traditionally been my home club up until March uh, when I signed with Yuck Yucks because I had made that decision based on a couple personal reasons. And uh, I don't know. I've talked with Joe about it. That's between me and him. But there was no hard feelings there. So... Joe's Corner original location, Queen and John, was a very close proximity to Yuck Yucks, which gave them a problem because it's like you're opening up in her own backyard. Well, <laughs> Joe finds another location for the new corner after, uh, you know, uh, COVID kind of ruined both of his locations that he had going. And it is in the alley of the Yuck Yucks. <laughs> I'm talking the back door of the Yuck Yucks is the front door of the Corner Comedy Club. Which I was like, oh my god, like that is fucking funny and awesome for me as a comedian. And I think if if 
if all parties are able to to open up uh, their minds and look, it's good to have a comedy alley. It's like having a Chinese food district. It's like having an entertainment district. Um, you know, there's comedy districts in London and Europe and Edinburgh. There's there's places where there's like five comedy clubs all within 200 meters of each other. And it's kind of works because it's the comedy district. Um, and and it, it's uh, it's high. High water rises all ships, right? High tide rises all ships. And fucking there should be for me. I, I, I see it as like. The audience is, is the stratification between the, the logo on the door and the people that you're seeing is really non-existent. I mean, the logo on the door is what's different, but the people on stage, we're all just Toronto comics. Like we, we as much as we, you know, we have badges and, and, uh, and all that stuff, we're still just, we're still just here. It's this, every show in the city is the same lineup of roughly the 40 or 50 comics who are good in this city. So (laughs) like everybody's just booking the same version of the same fucking show all around the city. No matter who you are, independent, uh, independent comedy runner, night club manager, whatever the fuck. You're just all booking. Everyone's booking the same version of the same show. Um, so it's Joe's opening weekend uh he had his opening weekend i was in alberta and now it's the second weekend back and he's asking me hey man you want to MC the club and i still haven't heard shit from yuck yucks i got like one email from ryan who's like a cool dude that i also fuck with at yuck yucks who's like the main club booker and like he's he's been a music booker and shit like that and he's the dope dude uh real fucking chilling guy big weed guy and stuff so i'm like down with him and all i got so far was one email from him that was a mass email being like here's how to get in guest spots on the club this week or whatever the fuck. So now we're in the alley and and Joe goes, sorry, Joe goes, Hey man, you want to host, you want to host one of the shows? And I haven't heard shit from yuck yucks. And I'm like, yeah, man, like absolutely. And in the interim, I had worked Rick Bronson's clubs. I'd headline them and I didn't hear anything from my yuck yucks people. And I figured kind of, was just like, well, man, like Drew's doing his own thing whatever like he's he's on the road lots like you know I don't I I felt I kind of felt like they were like well whatever just let him do his own thing and we have him on yucks and he's gonna work our yuck stage too and him working other clubs won't take any money out of our pockets um you know because there's a lot of mouths to feed on that roster there's like 300 people on that roster so like I kind of figured like yo if I could just kind of be on the roster but also be like under the radar like Rorschach or Batman to the Justice League you know like I'll be a part of your crew but like I'm also do my own thing you know <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock with you, but I'm gonna do my own thing too. So that's, you know, that's what I thought was going on. And then sure enough, I go to corner and it's in the alley and it's a big boys, you know, Friday night boys situation. All everyone's there. Yuck yucks is popping and it's great. We're loving this. We're like, man, this is so great. The alley is just lit now. Like all the boys get to just hang out in the alley. Yucks corner. We're all together in the alley, just hanging out. We don't give a fuck. There's no beef. You know, there's no beef between us. It's like when the French and German soldiers in World War One put down their arms for that night and they all had Christmas dinner together and then they pick it up again the next day. It's like the, individual soldiers don't have beef. It's the generals that have beef, right? And we're just in the alley like, hey, fucking hey, you know, like I said, every show is the same version of the same 20 fucking 40 comics. So we're all friends. It doesn't matter whether you're yucks or not. Like we're all friends. <coughs> So for most of us, we're like, this is actually awesome. But then Mark uh, Breslin, the owner of Yuck Yucks, is in the alley uh, on Friday night. 
of the corner in between corner and yuck yucks and he's there and you never see him hanging out in the alley he's normally in his booth and he's hanging out in the alley and he's sending ryan over to give people like hey mark wants to talk to you and then Gary goes up, Marito goes up, and now it's my turn to go up because we're all hanging out. You know, what's the deal going on here? He's kind of just checking in with the troops. And then he brings me over and he's just, and he gives me a talk and he's just like, hey, man, like, and first he opens, he's just like, are you signed with us? Um, because I had interviewed him for my radio show, my radio uh, program. And I was like, hey, well, like, honestly, I don't know if I am. Like, I, I, th- I think so. Like, I was. I was on a six month contract that expired and nothing's been renewed and I haven't heard anything for, you know, a year and a half. Um, and uh, and he's like, okay, well, you know what's going on. Like, you're not allowed to play the corner. You're not allowed to play absolute. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay, sure. So kind of reinforcing the uh, the rules of yuck yucks. And I was like, and initially when I signed, it was uh, my the reason why I was doing it was for two reasons. Number one was to utilize their their nationwide infrastructure to gain more fans. Um, a, a old school hard way, two feet in a heartbeat. Because I am not a I'm not a Nelk boy. I'm not a fucking, I'm not doing pranks. I'm not, uh, you know, making sketches, you know, making the same version of the same sketch every week um, or a different version of the same sketch every week. So, you know, I'm not, I can't do that shit. I have no desire to have a fucking point of view on any of the, of happenings of society right now. Like I don't, I don't want to add to the fucking discourse. I feel like there's so much noise already that like my opinion on, on, on anything is not, does not matter. And, uh, you know, just adding to the noise of that is fucking kind of like engaging with, with the, uh, you know, with the fucking content trolls or whatever you want to call them, just engaging in that part of, of the internet is not really something I want to do, man. And, and it's like sketches are are the lowest form of comedy anyways. <laughs> so it's like I can't even fucking... I'd rather get good at like miming or juggling because like sketches are just whack, bro. Um, so I'm not going to do that. So the only way that I'm really going to gain fans is like old school. Like it's the 90s, man. I got to go to the club. I got to smash. I got to get you my fucking business card. I got to get you on... Now, at least we have the social media where it's like you can follow me and then hop on the podcast and listen to me talk shit until I come back to your town in six months. Like that was going to be my model. So I was like, what better infrastructure to use than a nationwide comedy chain? That was number one reason why I signed with them. Number two reason was for festival representation, because I at that point I had only ever done one major festival and that was negotiated through my old representation of uh of callback um of nancy and judy who used to uh, be like my alberta people and they still are i just haven't heard from them in so long and that's also who knows what happened to that like we got to understand like that's what i was saying like this is the meteor that struck and and when the meteor struck the dinosaurs died first and then the little rodents are the tiny who didn't need that much to eat they're the ones who survived man and that's what's going on right now is like the big titans Kind of like they got starved out because, you know, they needed all this fucking shit to keep going. And we were already used to living on nothing. So, you know, like uh, so many, how many of my comic friends were doing jokes about how Serb was the most money they had ever made? And it's like, these are good comics. And they're doing jokes about like, wow, two grand a month. Like what a fucking luxury. And it's like, we all should have been making that on these gigs. You know, there was enough gigs to go around for everybody to be making that kind of money if they were booked and timed properly and and the wages were were set accordingly and adjusted for inflation and bookers took a fair share rather than a lion's share 
Because it used to be that that it was like the bookers would work for you, right? Like, let me get you a gig and I might be able to get 50. Like, I got a guy with a lot of talent here. So if I can book him a run of 10 gigs and I can take 15% on that, well, that's a living for me too. And all I got to do is sit on the phone and get that done. And then we go out and actually physically do the job, right? But then it turned into, it manifested into like, oh, these gigs are ours and they're like little tokens to be handed out. Like, we own this gig and here's your little token. And then this is our gig first. And then it belongs to no comic. It belongs to the entity. It belongs to the business. It belongs to the whatever. And then that you would be fortunate to to be able to do this because of built on the backs of 80s and 90s comics um, who were out there really like on the road fucking bushwhacking their way around the country setting up these runs Um, that turned into, you know, reliable, reliable, stable sort of contracts, like lucky strike. If you're watching Mad Men, it's like, you know, you get a couple of these lucky strike contracts, these big contracts, and they comprise like, you know, 40 to 60% of your yearly income, um, as a, as a corporate entity. Right. And then you just send out whoever the fuck and they don't even, and that's the thing is that they don't even give a fuck. I've heard on, um, Barry, uh, fucking what's his name? Um, What's that agent's name? Fucking Barry. Barry. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Oh, fuck. I don't even know. I don't even remember. But he's used to be like uh, Louis C.K.'s agent and fucking all these guys agents. Anyways, he had a podcast where Mark was on it. And Mark said one time said, that, you know, like we've we've done shows back in the in the early 2000s where we put dead people's names on the marquee just to show to the comics that it's not it's not them. Like there's only a few comics that sell tickets at Yuck Yucks. And other than that, they're just coming to see Yuck Yucks. And that point was proven by the fact that there was dead people on the marquee and they still sold the same amount of tickets. So, which me kind of like it negates the um, exclusivity clause. Like if it doesn't matter who's playing the stage and people are just buying any yuck yucks, then what the fuck, you know, why does it matter what the fuck I'm doing then, you know? So it's kind of like, I don't know. So, so anyways, I, uh, where was I going with this? I get to talking to on Friday night and then I'm like, and then I, and then Mark's like, yeah, like you can still play tonight. Obviously we're, we're not going to, you know, mess with the host of the show or whatever, but you know, moving forward, you're not allowed to do that. And I was like, okay, so now this week I got to think like, what, what am I going to do moving forward? Because, um, as much as I'd like to utilize that infrastructure, it's like, there's not enough worms to feed all the chickadees and, you know, there's a guy at Yuck Yucks who is the Western booker who I, um, I mean, this is a guy who should not be working in comedy. <laughs> like I've been around for a long time, like 12, 13 years now, almost coming up on 13 years. And I've never met a booker with that amount of disdain for comedians before. Like it's actually, it's actually hilarious. Um, and I don't want to fuck with this guy. And it's like, if this is going to be, cause I want to still fuck with the infrastructure and I do appreciate being part of a team with like good comics um, but you know, right now in the city, if I'm in the city, uh, you know, I got to do as much stand up as I possibly can. And if there's only one room here and I'm not allowed to do like all these other shows, then what the fuck? Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck. So I got to think now, like, when am I going to stay? Am I going to go? I don't know what I'm going to do. What do you guys think? Let me know. I know Nick will have an opinion on this for sure. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah. Okay. So that was, how was my weekend? Wow. I didn't plan on that for going for 20 minutes, but that's the state of Canadian stand up, um, as it, as it is today. And that was pretty much, uh, that's all the time we have. So yeah, this is a good comedy drama episode. So let's check back in. Uh, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our spawn Patreons. Anthony, Blair, Joel, Nick, and Mac, Bubba, Marnus, Bryce, Taryn, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, Colette and Andre say their name. Beep, beep, beep. Also, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by KingTutsCannabis.com. Go to KingTutsCannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order. Right now, they are doing a um, this Eris. Oh, man. They got their own fucking... It's like a mega jewel. It looks like a jewel, but it's like big... And they got, they hooked up the pod, man. It's fucking actually sick. It lights up rainbow. As far as like weed pens go, I don't like the single button 510 cartridge ones, but the jewel one is really nice because you can just hit it. Like you're just like, oh man, it's just like, as soon as you feel that twinge, like fuck this, I'm going to get stoned. You could just do it. And then within eight seconds, you're high again. <laughs> so go to kingtutscannabis.com. Keep your eye out for the new mega jewel. Uh, use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order. Um, yeah, that's all we're going to do right now. Um, (coughs) sorry, I'm a day late. I had to work yesterday and then I came home and I had to hit the barbecue and grill and then I had a show until 1030 and then I went to bed. So here's the fucking podcast now. Okay. And now I'm going to do a little bit of dad rock, just a little bit because we're already at 20 minutes here and I, uh, yeah, thank you. Okay. You don't have to listen to dad rock and I'll see you on Thursday. Oh yeah, I'm still on this country tip. Thank you.